Hey, good evening. Uh, Lisa Johnson, as promised. Uh, my guest today is Scott Goddess. Uh, Scott is the owner of, founder and owner of Solo Grocers. And if you live in North Minneapolis, as I have for the past uh, over 30, 40 years, uh, Solo has become an institution here. Now, before we get started, how you doing, Scott? I'm doing okay. A little nervous. Okay. Uh, that's okay. Nervousness is good. Uh, I just do a lot of poetry reciting, and a little nervousness before I got up was always good. It kept me on my toes. Uh, but uh, let me tell you a backstory to this. So, uh, my wife loves black walnut ice cream, and uh, she can't go buy a Baskin Robbins without asking, do they have black walnuts? If they got it, she's gonna buy it. Long story short, uh, someone, a friend of ours, told us that this store, Solo, where we're at right now, sold black walnut ice cream. And so being the dutiful husband that I am, hey, I've been with her for 46 years, we've been married for over 36, so it don't last long if you're on a dutiful husband. Uh, being the dutiful husband that I am, I stopped by Solo to get her a uh, half gallon of, uh, of black walnut ice cream. It just so happened, and a lot of times you come in here, because once again, it's an institution. Uh, it was very busy that day. And I got up to the counter, and there was long lines, a couple long lines, and I'm like, I'm not standing in this line for one item. I think that's basically paraphrasing what I said. And as I was saying that, this little gentleman walks by me, <laughs> And I didn't know who he was, and he just keep going, and like he didn't hear me, as a matter of fact. I go and put the uh, ice cream back, as I should do, and I go get in my car, me and my wife getting ready to pull off, and here's this young man come running to my car with the black walnut ice cream, and he said he heard me, and he brought it and gave it to me, didn't charge me anything, and I was just dang impressed by that. And we got into a conversation, found out he was the founder and owner. And I'm like, I have to have this uh, gentleman on my podcast being a great business person and a great in the customer service as he was that day and still is. So we're developing a relationship. So welcome, Scott Goddess. And Scott, is, uh, Scott welcome to the Lacey Johnson podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And that made quite an impression on me, by the way. I, 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 it really did. And my wife, too, by the way. That's what we try to do. We yeah. try to yeah. impress people so they come back. Yeah. Okay, so another connection with Solo. And for those of you who don't like pork, uh, you can uh, get time to get up and go get your drink out of the refrigerator or something. But uh, we do eat bacon. And uh, long story short, he has the best bacon in the Twin Cities. And he got some nice little, I love the rind on kind. Yeah, nice rind on bacon. Very so popular. This, yeah, this is where I come for my bacon in the morning. And every once in a while, I'm getting old now. I have to really watch what I eat. But every once in a while, I allow myself uh, some bacon and some French toast. And it's always your bacon, Scott. <laughs> I won't go anywhere Appreciate else. Appreciate that. Okay, so let's get into Scott and how we came here together today and everything, how we got to this point. Uh, let's go back a little bit, Scott. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, where you were born and raised, the family you grew up in. Just give us a little background uh, of your bio. And uh... So I am from St. Paul, local, local boy. Um, my family grew up in St. Paul. Uh, we, I'm actually not the founder. My, no. my father was the founder of the company. 
Uh, we just hit 49 years in April. Um, next year will be 50. Uh, just I've worked in the grocery business all my life. I started my uh, when I was 11 years old. Um, never done anything else. Never filled out a job application. Um, but I love it. I love serving the community. I love seeing customers smile and they say, wow, look at this price, or look at this item that they have. Never seen this before. That's what makes me come to work every day. I love it. Now, you're from uh, the Twin Cities area? Correct. Okay, and you went to school in St. Paul. School in St. Paul, went to the University of Minnesota. Okay. College. And, and you studied, what were you studying in college at the time? Marketing. Okay, and that was able to translate into business, I'm assuming. It was. Uh, now, uh, I understand your father uh, was a business person, and what were some of the earlier businesses that he opened that would eventually lead to you being here uh, running solo uh, sure. grocers? So the first store he opened in 1974 was basically just canned goods. Um, didn't have meat, didn't have produce, very little dairy, very little frozen. Um, and it was a business where he bought anything in a warehouse that may have been damaged in any way or fell off a truck or uh, a rail car that uh, derailed. Um, he would go through with the crew, clean it up, throw away the bad, sell the good for about half of what it was being sold for in the regular stores. Okay. And, um, that led to a uh, second store in South Minneapolis, and that's where we got our start in meat. Um, that store had a full meat department just like the one here, and um, that was our, our introduction into meat, and that became what we were known for. Um, that was in South Minneapolis, but right off the bat, probably 25% of our business came from the north side. And they would always say, when are you guys going to open up over north? And it took us 15 years to find the right building, but we finally found this building, and we've been here since 2000. Yeah, there, uh, for, for those out in our audience, uh, North Minneapolis is kind of known as the, uh, what's the word, risky, riskier area of town, sure. uh, the hood, or uh, whatever. And a lot of times people try to talk you out of doing business in North Minneapolis. And it does take a special person, a special type of knowledge uh, to do business in the inner city and in some of these rough neighborhoods. Sure, yeah, but, right, right. Uh -huh. um, uh, no, I've never been scared of, you know, the area. Um, people did warn me, um, but our product is, is wanted by people and um, you know, I just want to see people get what they want, and you know, I when we finally found this location, you know, we drove around for a while and and looked around, and I mean, it didn't seem like it was any different than any other neighborhood um, yeah. during the day. Right. And so you know, we thought this would be great. And, you know, some places are bad at night, but I mean, you just uh, just gotta yeah. deal with it. Well. Every place have some black, bad places and some bad times and things like that. And I'm like you, uh, once you get knowledge of the people in the community, 
you understand there's no nothing to really be afraid of here and I'm proud of the fact that you've come and, and you've been in this uh, community for a long time as a business person. Now one thing that's coming to my mind while I'm thinking about it, uh, you are known for your meat uh, department here. Uh, I think someone told me that they saw where you were wrecked the second uh, best meat department in the Twin Cities. I forgot where I, I, I think you told me that, but I, I haven't seen yeah, it. I, but yeah, I haven't seen it yet either. But I'm gonna I'm gonna verify it by the time the next time we talk. But what I'm getting at is, seemed like your meat department kind of grew. Because uh, I remember when I first came here, uh, you used to come here for fish. I think. Sure. Uh, it wasn't that big, and I just saw it expanding. Uh, how do you describe the uh, expansion, the growth of your uh, uh, meat department here and the quality of, of what you have going here? Well, the quality is the same as in you know just about every other store. We're selling choice meat that's not bottom-of-the-barrel meat. Right, right. Um, and um, the expansion part, uh, you know, as people have requested more items, different items, we've just taken that and ran with it try to find what the customer wants and yeah we have added uh, you know, a lot more freezer doors full of stuff we've added mm -hmm. more fresh um, you know, not service counter meat but wrapped product mm -hmm. um, not everybody wants to wait in line to get the exact amount of product they want and so we've increased this self-service portion um, and we've added you know, uh, space to the the service counter as well okay. So you mentioned people don't want to stand in line and things. That's saying to me that you're getting feedback from the customers and you're listening to your customers. Uh, how does that feedback normally come? Do they normally, are you normally sitting in your office and you hear <laughs> screaming out here? Are they relating it on through your cashiers? Or how do you normally get that feedback? All of the above. Um, when they get up front, they'll mention something to the cashier. Um, you know, our. Our crew is always in the aisles stocking all day long. Oh, yeah, that's We're true. not doing night stocking. Oh, yeah. We want to be involved with the customer during the day. Mm -hmm. So uh, they'll, they'll tell the butcher, they'll tell the stock person in the aisle, they'll tell the cashier, I'm out in the store as much as possible. I hear you know, hundreds of things during the week. Um, you know, my desk is full of notes. The customer wants this, the customer wants that. Um, why don't you do this? So we try to listen and do as much as we can, um, as much as humanly possible with our capabilities um, to all those requests. Well, that you just reminded the story I told. I was a customer and I just mumbled something <laughs> and you caught on to it and came out to the car. And that was one of the greatest stories I, I've been able to tell. My mom used to always tell me I have big ears when I was a little kid. Uh -huh. So I, I still I listen really well with those ears and try to try to take it to heart and try to do, you know do something positive. After this gentleman surprised me with the ice cream and everything, we did start talking. I, I've gotten to know him a little better over the past few weeks, and he really is dedicated to his customers, to the community. And I, I just been impressed uh, 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 with uh, his attitude and what he's doing for this community. Now, uh, let's talk about uh, some of the challenges uh, of doing business uh, in the inner city. Uh, and I know a lot of it is no more ch different than challenges elsewhere. 
but there got to be some unique type of things that you have to deal with as a business. Because I know I've run businesses in the industry, sure. and there are some unique things I had to deal with. So what are some of the unique type of things that you have to keep in mind uh, within this community uh, versus maybe being out in YZ or somewhere? Yeah, I mean, you know, we deal with theft, which everybody does in some way, shape, or form. Um, we might run into a little more than, than the normal. Um, you know, finding quality workers um, can be challenging sometimes. Um, you know, some of the young kids haven't had the best upbringing at home, and they just they just don't know. Right. right and right. you know, we try to bring in as many youth as we can. You know, we offer carryout service. We'll bag your groceries, carry it out your car. Um, you know, typically, that's going to be a, a younger person and some of the kids just haven't been taught how to use a broom or use a dustpan or or how to speak politely to a customer and so you know, those are a couple of the challenges um, but in general you know the challenges are no different than any other business uh, just might be a little little different form well you gave me a chance because uh, I do get on a soapbox every once in a while, very briefly here, but, you know, I tell people, you know, you have to learn how to work when you're a kid, I think, basically. Uh, it's nothing that you get old and learn to do. Uh, it's something that's instilled in you as a value. Uh, have you found uh, that uh, you didn't have to go through the supply chain issues to, uh, or anything during the COVID? Luckily, we buy from so many suppliers that COVID, um, the supply chain issues back then, really maybe affected a couple items, mm -hmm. but for the most part, we were fully stocked, especially in the meat department. Um, you know, we don't have just one supplier. Uh, you know, larger stores have one supplier. Mm -hmm. Right, 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 right. We buy from, you know, 50 different meat suppliers. Um, so we were all fully stocked the whole time through COVID. Now, besides solo groceries, I think that's a solo meats. Are they one in the same? One or? in the same. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. 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 Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. We've kind of recently changed the, the second half of the name from solo grocery outlet to solo meat market. Okay. And how long has solo been in this particular location? So we've Scott? been in this location since April of 2000. Okay. And so that's 20, 23 years. So what's... Tell me some of the things that you're just really proud of, uh, both from a business standpoint or from serving the community standpoint. Well, I'm proud of our employees. I mean, they work hard. Um, they do what it takes to keep the shelves full, um, to keep the customers coming back. Um, I'm proud that we made it through uh, the George Floyd riots and era um, without a broken window. Uh, the community was in our parking lot uh, for eight nights in a row wow. after George Floyd was murdered and they were overnight for eight nights and we did not have a scratch on the building and you know, that just shows that the community cares about us which I care about them, and, right, um, right. so that was 
That was huge. That's called reap of what you sow. You right. reap, reap care, you get care back. Now, I find that interesting. I spent a, a minute or two on that. Did someone come to you and say, hey, we're going to come protect your store? Or did they, it just happen uh, uh, serendipitously? Or, uh, well, I, I made a phone call to somebody in the community and um, right. just because there was some talk on Facebook uh, that we were going to get hit on that Friday night. Mm. And... This community member said, don't worry about it, and um, that night about 10 o'clock, uh, about 35 cars rolled into the parking lot, and wow. everybody got out and surrounded the parking lot, Wow! and they never left. I would have liked to have seen that. I'd like to have been here for that, but that says a lot about you and the value of the store in this community, and once again, having been around you and seeing you relate to the people in the community and some of the leaders, I can understand why they came sure. and protected your store. So that is all great. Uh, anything else you want to tell us about this store that the general public doesn't know? Uh, and we, By the way, I'm going to talk about your uh, commercial with Vance uh, <laughs> Ray in a little bit, but anything that you want to mention about your store that the community might not know? Um, I don't know anything that they don't know. I mean, we're, you know, we're here for the community. Um, we just want to bring them the best meat and groceries possible um, at the lowest prices we can. We, you know, we try hard. Um, like I say, we buy all over the country. Uh, if somebody doesn't have a cheap enough price, we'll try to find a cheaper price. Um, you know, I, as I mentioned, we're, we've been here 23 years. The company's been in business 49 years. Um, you know, coming up on 50 years next year. Uh, I am working on trying to put together um, a new store um, that uh, North Minneapolis will be proud of. Um, you know, this this building is getting a little tired, and um, you know, I'd like to be able to give it a whole new look and face. Okay. I had to leave back out. You weren't here. <laughs> you weren't here to give me a hookup that day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drop bacon off at your house. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. But uh, expansion, okay, so uh, when we look at this community, uh, we see Walgreens closed. We see a grocery store like Aldi's closed. Uh, how is it that they are not able to survive? But you are, and by the way, that's the second part of this question coming up uh, related to your plans for the future. But how is it in your estimation, when you see these other businesses closing and things, uh, especially the grocery store, uh, how is it that uh, you're still here and looking to expand and grow and they're moving out? Well, I think it's a matter of we're locally owned, we're here on site, those other stores, um, they're by, they're bringing in managers and employees, and there's no local care, and you know again the same issues that everybody has shoplifting and and rents going up and uh, utilities going up and taxes going up, um, you know we have the ability to pull back, change some things, run tighter. Um, they look at it just on the bottom line on their balance sheet mm -hmm. and say, you know, this location is 
isn't even doing the same amount as this location right. in another city, and we've got 2,000 other stores, so we can eliminate this one. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what area it's in to them. Right, right, um, right, they're right. just looking at it from a number standpoint. Right. And uh, it makes it tough. Yeah. And, and that's a good point, too, because, you know, I was in politics, and the numbers, a lot of time, is votes and stuff. And where I'm going to, there are people. These numbers represent people in their lives. It's sure. not just some profit center yep. or something like that. So I, I, I appreciate that, uh, the way your perspective is on that. Now, uh, without revealing anything, so when I think solo and I think Alter's gone, I'm like, that might be a great location for a new solo store. Uh, I considered it for a second, but it's it's not much bigger than this store. Oh, okay. And it doesn't give us... Uh, the space to do some of the things that we want to do at a new store. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, I understand that. Now, before we go to, you mentioned your father was the, the original founder and yeah. a role model for you. Why don't you uh, tell us about that a little bit as, in business and as a man and how sure. he conducted himself? Yeah, um, my father's great. He, I learned a lot from him by watching. He wasn't a good a verbal teacher, mm -hmm. um, but I learned all my customer service skills from him. I mean, he was a people person. He still is. Um, uh, he talks more than anybody I know, more than you even. Um, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he, he can talk for hours, and I can't. Right. Um, I'm more of the, the doer, and but he you know, would, um, everybody loved him, everybody still loves him. He's got a different group of guys that he goes with to lunch almost every day of the week. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of friends, um, but he was great with the customers and they loved him. And that kind of was our you know, foundation of, of customer service. And that's the, you know, bagging the groceries for the customer, carrying out to their car. Um, you know, our meat department is a service meat counter. We, it's all about taking care of the customer. Yeah, I like that because my dad had a similar influence on me just watching him. And I'm a big uh, proponent of fathers being in a two-parent home with the fathers sure. in there. I, I mean, I can't imagine not having my dad there, you know, because my mom had a, a, good way of looking, a different way of looking at things. Uh, but tell me about, uh, you had sisters and brothers, yeah, how many siblings did you grow up with? So I'm the oldest of three, I've got a sister in the middle and then a younger brother. Okay. Um, my mom actually passed away in December, uh, so my dad and I are kind of even more closer now because mm -hmm. he's looking for a place to be. Right, right. Um, so he's you know, pretty much over at our house every Sunday for dinner and uh, he actually does come into the store three days a week. and does some different things and um, so he's still around and he's 83 uh, actually he'll be 83 next month um, but he's full of energy and uh, so it's it's nice to still have him so it so Scott we got a let's suppose we got a young uh, person out there uh, I say they're 13 or so and they're thinking about going into the retail grocery business <laughs> Uh, besides you not won the competition, imagine they're not going to be competitors. Uh, what type of an, of advice, if any, you would have for this person? What the, about the challenges of running a retail grocery store and, 
and those wow. type of things and what you have to do to address or overcome those challenges. Well, that's, that's hard. Um, you know, I would say like anything else, you need to work hard. You need to like people. Um, you need to like to work. Um, you know, retail is a lot of physical work, especially in the younger days or the early days of opening a business. Um, there's so many components to keep track of. Um, I mean, I still now can't, there's so much to keep track of, it's almost impossible right, to, right. Mm -hmm. to, to make sure everything is done right without being here 24-7. Um, but, I mean, if you love to work, you love people, uh, you love hands-on, I mean, the, the retail business is fun. It's, um, it it's, can be enriching. I mean, it's, it's something just about anybody can do. Um, right. You don't have to have a master's to run a small business. What are some of the strategies uh, that uh, in general people can employ, or specifically what you employ to help cut down on that? Because it can be a challenging type of thing to deal with and I know a lot of times if you aren't careful some of the employees are in codes with Right. The, the, the people. So, sure. what are some of the strategies that? Uh, Eyes open, cameras if you can. Right. You know, we do have a security guard um, in oh, yeah, the building. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you know, he's here to greet customers, and you know, he's watching too. But he's more here for safety purposes. Um, if he catches shoplifters. That's part of it. But, right, right, right. Uh, you know, I, I try to guarantee that my employees and customers will be safe. Okay, okay. And when you think of uh, solo in the future and your expansion, are there any things, features, or things you're gonna you think about adding, or any new products or services you think about adding when you look at solo in the future? Well, I think the couple of bigger ones would be, you know, right now. In our facility here, it's it's small compared to grocery stores now. We don't have a lot of space. So a couple of things that we don't have now that we want to include would be uh, a deli, bakery, okay. um, you know, hot food. Yes. Yes. Type of thing. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, so uh, based on your experience here, what are some of the more popular type of items, three or four of the most popular type of items that you sell here that the customers really like and demand and if you get them in here you're selling out pretty quickly? Well, I mean our top few items probably are chicken wings, pork ribs, um, we pretty much have the best fresh greens in town. Oh yeah, okay. Um, sell a ton of jumbo yams. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> My wife is a yam lover. And, she prefers um, sweet potatoes, but she'll sell for yams. <laughs> and black walnut ice cream. Yes. Okay, good, 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 good. Uh, so uh, I might want to go out and visit uh, in the store here area. And we're going to actually go out into the store and chat a little bit and hopefully we can find some uh, customers or employees to talk to and we'll wrap it up and let Scott go home and, Sounds good. and, and eat dinner with his family. So uh, stay tuned, uh, we'll be right back with you.
How you doing, young lady? What's your name? Come on up here a little closer. You on TV, woman? Yeah. What? What's your name? Jordan. Jordan? And what's your name? Seedon. Seedon? Spell that, Seedon. S-E-E-T-E. S-E-E-T-E? Okay, T-A. Okay, and how long have you been working here? 19 years. 19 years? Yes. Whoa, you must really love it. Yes. And does that mean that Scott is a great person to work for? Yeah. And does that mean you love the store? I love the store. Okay. I love the customer. Okay, okay, okay. And family. Uh, and how do you like it? You get comfortable pretty fast. You get fast. And do you know a lot of the people that come in and out of here? Uh oh, she got to work now. Yeah. We got customers. There's a lot of community. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, well, good to meet you. Keep up the good work. Big Billy. Are you in the meat department? Yeah. Oh, you're a carry out guy. Okay. How long have you been working here, Billy? Three months. Not long. Three months. Okay. And how long are you going to work here, Billy? Oh, okay. What, what are your career goals and stuff, Billy? You got a career goal? That's just that's regular job. Uh, just regular job? Regular job. More money, more problem. You know that song? Nine yeah. to five. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And just be a good, be the best you can be. Be a good father, be a good husband. You got to find some customer. Why don't you introduce yourself and your family here? My name is Sherwin. This is my wife, Lakeisha. My grandson, Demarius. Active. Uh, got to keep the fed, so we have to in solo. Yes. And how long have you been solo customers? Uh, I, I'm originally from Chicago when I first got here. Uh, this is one of the number one stores, stores that uh, everybody talked about. Uh, I we got familiar with the store. It reminds me of uh, a store that was back in Chicago. Um, every day that I come here, I, I find items that they only sell in Chicago up here. Right, so right, right. Gotcha. That's, that's, it's, 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 it's very convenient. What is your name? Come on, I'm gonna The Marius. Uh, yeah. Good to meet you, the Marius. Well, you got a loving parents yeah. here, yeah. and the, look, that's native percent of the joy in the world to have parents that love you and protect you and, and, and everything. So I'm always happy to meet uh, black families. Uh, you stay together. Uh, me and my wife been together for 46 years. Uh, we've been married over 36, so you guys got a record to beat. I want you to beat that record okay, and stay together. Motivation. Yeah, yes, that's motivation. Indeed. Here's the owner, and uh, he just cares about his customers. You can see that by the way the stores run and everything. So, so we appreciate you very much.